January 21st. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening over there? <laughs> Wine's kicking in. Dude, you've been like extra Southern <laughs> since you started drinking. January 21st, 2018. January 21st, 2018. A special it's sent- really cute because you think those two sounded different, but to me it was just... <laughs> I'm sure. Hello and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F F Yeah Yeah Disney. Disney. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of F Yeah Disney. How the hell are you doing? We're recording this on January 16th, just one day before the Festival of Fantasy Parade starts. <laughs> so much is happening tomorrow though. It's like an explosion uh, at Disney. God, there's so many festivals Epcot has. I forget what the hell they're called. But it's this the is the Festival uh, of Figment. The Festival of Figment, that's right. It's the Festival of Arts with Figment's Painting Company or what are they calling it? Yeah. Yeah, the fa- fa- Pigment, <laughs> the Pigment Painting Company. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Um, so there was a pin or a button or something that had a picture of him on it and he was in a painter's cap. But to me, it looked like one of those, you know, like the little like poker caps that they have when like the poker dealers wearing little. But I, I messaged Amy and I was like, um, is he going to do someone's taxes? And she was like, what accountant do you go to? And then I like sent her a picture. I was like, okay, well, I guess doesn't look exactly like that. But I was not thinking painter's cap. Nice. Well, yeah, so uh, it's the fourth annual Epcot's Festival of the Arts kicks off here. And I had to do some math, too. I was like, because I went year two, mm-hmm. and I went year three, so that would make this year four. Yeah, fourth year. I'm glad we didn't go year one. I hear year one was a clusterfuck because yeah, they couldn't so figure out what to do with the booths, and it was just a mess. All the countries and companies and third parties were given, like, literally given, like, two months. Like, hey, we're going to do this, and things have uh, kind of figured their ways out. Artists have come on board. Um, if you've noticed those that go to the local Disney Springs like we have here in WW or downtown Disney out in uh, California, um, there's Wonderground Gallery uh, where they feature lots of artists who do a lot of Disney-inspired work uh, that are licensed to uh, do their work. And uh, a lot of those folks will be here in town, which we're super excited because we see them on Instagram work. all the time, their work. But we see them on Instagram all the time, and I'm always commenting like, "Oh my God, you're gonna be at!" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's downtown Disney." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get so pissed. I think I got really excited and sent you one thing, and then I was like, "Just kidding, it's California." <laughs> yeah, so we're excited to get to meet everybody, uh, especially because uh, we had some super exciting things happen this uh, year already, 2020, uh, which is one reason it's taken us so fucking long to record an episode. We've had a hell of a year already in this 16 days of January. Uh, but uh, you can follow us at the Borkholzers on Instagram or Happily Ever Always on Facebook to find out all the crazy things that have been going on. We'll also tell you, but yeah, this is true. Continue that journey there. But uh, we uh, got married. Yeah, we did. New Year's Eve. Yeah, we did. 
had a lot of fun. New Year's Day. This is true. Yeah, we had like a six-minute pause until... It uh, was 12 minutes. I'll never uh, forget Was it 12? Yeah. <laughs> until my daughter could tell Which us... Which is my uh, lucky number. So oh, that's like, cool. It seemed very... F- I remember thinking at the time, I was like, oh, that's really fitting. Yeah. I like it. So uh, we decided initially when Julie and I first started talking like a year ago, um, I had the fun idea. I was like, hey, you know, uh, we should get married in Magic Kingdom, have a pop-up wedding right there. He always claims this idea. It's it, because of a song that I sent him. It was a song she sent me, but it inspired the thought. And the thought was to have a pop-up wedding in Magic Kingdom so I can say uh, I kissed my bride when the bell rang at midnight and all the fireworks went off and the 45 million people that are in the hub at Magic Kingdom are celebrating and cheering for us. Because they would be cheering for us, not that it's New Year's Eve. And, not at all. Yeah, it's just Which is what happened anyway. Because we got married. But, uh, and then the reality actually came to be uh, cost to get into the park as well as the, uh, the 45 million people that are in the hub. Um, we'll post some pictures up on Instagram so if you have not seen the photographs. It's it's pretty it's pretty enlightening to say the least. <laughs> so we ventured around. I was like, oh, I hate people. All right, let's not do that. She really doesn't. She just says that she does. I I hate a giant crowd like that. Yeah, this is true. I think a lot of us too. But uh, so we ventured around the property. We wanted to have the idea was to have fireworks going off, celebrating the fact that we just uh, said our I do's and kissed the bride and stuff. We'll see if he tells this story well. And so uh, I had a kind of a premonition in a sense or whatever you want to call it of getting married at the gazebo at Saratoga Springs. I like that he thinks he had all these ideas. It's real funny. So so I'd visit him at work and on his break, we would walk over to Saratoga Springs because it was nice and quiet and we would walk to this gazebo and make out for a little bit and then continue on our walk. So it held some significance to us. Yes. As and all, well as being nice and secluded and being able to see all the fireworks from everywhere. Correct. Because uh, in years past, I'd go there for like the 4th of July or whatever if I was working and watch the fireworks at Epcot. Uh, so the idea was to be able to be there and have the fireworks going off in the background. But unbeknownst to us, um, the hotels in the area also had fireworks shows going off. It was actually quite interesting because as we were waiting for actual midnight was when Epcot's fireworks went off. Yeah, Magic Kingdom 2 at 1140, 11.45 they started. And we were looking at them and we could see them through the trees. But yeah. not actually see them. There were trees in the way. Yes. So it was a little bit disappointing. And honestly, like at that point, like we had this huge plan, but I didn't give a fuck what happened because I was marrying my best friend and like that's all that mattered. So like if we didn't get fireworks, I was like, Candace! You could fi- you could uh, Photoshop some fireworks in there, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever, we're fine. <laughs> it was also like twenty five degrees out. It was. Col- it was not that cold. It was not that cold. Okay, so I have some advice for anybody out there getting married. There is a reason why you do not talk to your fiance the day of your wedding, because I got. I'm just ready to get this on with. I'm freezing. My hands are shaking. Is it midnight yet? <laughs> um, which makes the bride getting ready for her wedding feel real great. It made her feel wonderful. But yeah, we had a great time. And uh, <laughs> so the, the so the, the vantage point we had was basically of Disney Springs with the hot air balloon going up and down and what have you. So the fireworks uh, immediately go off behind the balloon across I-4, the other side of the property. And again, we were not expecting this at all. And we had literally two big fireworks shows going off that went off for a good 20 minutes it seemed like okay but let's talk about how we said i do and all of disney springs cheered for us yes everybody cheered the whole 
whatever, 10,000 people that ride Disney Springs. It's probably more than 10,000 people. Yeah, probably. It was pretty packed over there. They had two concert Walking stages going Disney on. Walking Springs and was a clusterfuck. And all the shops closed at 10 o'clock that night, too, which I thought was interesting. All the restaurants were open, though. Yeah. Well, the ones that were having parties. Oh, and then I got all the shops closed at 10. I'm cold. I thought that it was going to be everything closing at 10. I had no idea. So so that being said, we... Uh, I was like, stand in the lobby at Saratoga. Jeez Louise. Had great shots and photos of the fireworks in the background with the family. And uh, we had the boats going back and forth. The the little trolley uh, shuttle bo- boats going back and forth from Disney Springs over to Port Orleans. And they were all screaming and yelling for us saying, you know, congratulations. And it was pretty, pretty super magical. And it was one of those things that uh, people, when we talk to people here on, on friends of ours, whatever, that were that work within Disney, asked if we paid for it. And uh, we didn't. We just did it, basically. And there was even security that was there that stopped. And uh, they had, didn't bother us at all. They actually were out there watching the fireworks go off. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. So anybody that's interested in having a free place to get married at that has a small party of only three or four people. No. Stop that, giving away our wedding pavilion. That's a great place to do it. No. I'm just just saying. You did not hear it from us. You didn't hear it at all. Forget you heard it. Yeah, I'm gonna that d- is our spot. I'm going to edit that from the show. No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> so that's what we've if been up I to. If I find you there on our anniversary, I'll cheer you on if you're getting married. Yes, we will. But then I will be mad at you. It's our spot. So we had a Tangled themed wedding. So I had Tangled sneakers and a purple and gold bouquet. We had a little bit of Star Wars mixed in there. We had a little R2-D2 wedding cake from Amorettes. It was amazing. And the next morning we did the Bon Voyage breakfast at Trattoria Al Forno so that we could meet Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and get pictures with them because Jason dressed as Flynn or Eugene, as I like to refer to him as. And I had my hair done up in a long braid like... Rapunzel and we got our cast iron skillet signed by the both of them which was super awesome so we were living in this like lovely wedding bliss bubble for about four days say that name of that restaurant again Trattoria Al Forno Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah and then that Sunday that Sunday we actually went to go look at houses and we're like yay we're married we're gonna buy a house and then we got home and Jason's transmission was gone yeah so we had to buy a new car. And I was like, guess we're not getting a house yet. <laughs> One thing at a time. And uh, that restaurant, by the way, is over at the Boardwalk. If anybody's wondering where that is, they have the character breakfast with uh, Flynn and Rapunzel. And Ariel and, and uh, Eric. Ariel and Eric. And those Ariel and Eric were very... Uh, Weird. Yeah, they weren't uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. Amy will appreciate me saying this. Eric's eyebrows were perfect. However, he was very breathy. He was not. He seemed like it was his first time. Um, no, I just think he was trying to talk like a real breathy, airy sounding Prince that is Eric. That's not what Eric sounds like. I know, but it just. Anyway, it was um, odd. But I, I have had much better Eric's and Ariel's. Uh, but Rapunzel was amazing. And Flynn looked super awkward because his hair was. His like wig was too big for his head. Um. I don't know what was happening with his head. I thought they were perfect, except but, for uh, I didn't think Rapunzel was very photogenic. Just saying. No, 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 no. I don't think either of them were super photogenic, but they were. We very actually looked a little better. <laughs> oh, we definitely did. My oh, also. Yeah, their character performance was awesome. 
my boob was the same size as Rapunzel's head in one of the pictures, so just want to throw that one out. I there. am not complaining. Uh, <laughs> but no, they they were super, super sweet, and I told them about the wedding, and Rapunzel loved my shoes, and she asked if um, Pascal helped braid the little braids in my hair, and I was like, of course he did. And uh, we actually got an interaction with Flynn before we walked in. Yeah, before he even came out and was introduced. And uh, before we even actually sat down for our reservation and I was like, look, you guys are the same. And he was like, oh, nice digs. And like, it was super cool. So when he came back out, he was like, hey, hey, hey. It was really cool. Yeah, meet and greets are interesting at times because like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm not really sure what to say to you. But then like with the two of them, it was oh super gosh, natural. Absolutely. Without it being was, like, scary. Seamless, like absolutely <laughs> perfect. Jason didn't stand in the way of any pictures being taken. It How was about wonderful. that? <laughs> what was funny too is like I was showing our son Cannon the uh, pictures and he's like, look at Prince Eric. It looks like he was just photoshopped in every single picture because he's like in the same exact pose every <laughs> single fucking time. Same look on his face, same everything. <laughs> He's like, was he photoshopped in all those pictures? <laughs> oh, it was really funny too. So we were literally just waiting for Flynn and Rapunzel. Oh, I felt Flynn terrible came over first. And Rapunzel was about to come over, and then Eric like swooped in, and I was like, I don't want to talk to you. And then I felt really bad, and I was like, Hey, what's up? And then we had the sharpie pens and the cast iron skillet. Like, clearly, we do not want your autograph, dude. We have a frying pan. Maybe you could have signed your bib or something. No. No. Um, and he was like, so do you want my autograph? And we were like, mm, well, he's like, I see you have no. some, some shiny Sharpie markers over there or something of that nature. We're like, yes, we do, but we don't want you using them. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a complete dick bag, but it was whatever. And then Rapunzel spelled congratulations wrong, which I just felt was like so fitting. Oh, it was in perfect. Her 18 years of life. She's never had any school. So yeah, exactly. But and she's she well read. Up. She was so cute. Yeah, she was awesome. Oh, I guess, and, yeah, she was real red. And our, uh, our waitress gave us a little champagne toast, which was nice on the house. But uh, yeah, then we went over to uh, Epcot. Got the Well, first we had the kids into Epcot, and then we went for breakfast, then we met up with the kids. But uh, was we it we got, oh, Mickey and Minnie were there right yeah. at the opening of the park for us to get pictures with. Yeah, it was their, their temporary meet and greet spot, which is right there at International Plaza, or International Plaza, International Gateway. Uh, when you come to the back way of Epcot. So it was cool. We got to see Mickey and got our pictures. And then we saw Minnie and the kids met up with us there after they got back from France and got their uh, their crepes and baguettes and whatever uh, stuff they got from there. Croissant. Some croissant. Yeah. And then we had to ride the ride that is the... Re I mean, it's... Okay. So let's be honest. It's not the original ride that is the reason <laughs> we've been. Yes. But we rode Journey to Imagination with Figment because Figment's why we met. So mm -hmm. we had to ride it and it was awesome riding it with the kids. We got a picture with them on it. It was super awesome. Super magical. Yep. And then I and peed then like we four all, times. And then, we, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, and then we were all insanely exhausted. Like we had like the whole day planned and I was like, I want the whole world to congratulate me because we just got married. But I also want to go home and sleep. Yeah. We had our bride and groom ears on and our celebrating pins and it was fun. But yeah. We still haven't gone back with our pins and hats on. To Yeah. We should do that again. I think so, too. So there you go. That, uh, if we keep rambling about our wedding, we're going to be here for three hours because we have a lot to talk about today. But uh, that being said, if you get a chance to do Disney, uh, well, we talked about it in a whole episode about our magical one year we've met anniversary uh, celebration. You can definitely do Disney on a dime in a sense, you know, not literally, but, you know, speaking in terms of not spending a shit ton of money at Disney, uh, you can definitely go there and have a have a fun, magical time and celebrate. So we did that. But uh, that being said, uh, we're again we're I really happy. I wasn't to sure where you were going with that. Yeah, that's where I'm going. But uh, yeah, so I want to get us on track here because we have a shit ton to talk about. 
So today is again the 16th that we're recording this, and tomorrow is a big, huge day within uh, the states side of Disney between uh, WDW and Disneyland. We'll get into all the juicy details later for all that uh, and Julie's segment and her to infinity and your mom. Uh, but 2020 in general for Disney is going to be pretty amazing. Uh, it's going to get us ready for the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom, as globally Disney is going to be celebrating its magical milestone. Uh, we'll also be covering our standard segments, sharing some Disney history and all the yummy and questionable food that is currently available at the Festival of Arts. And we're going to be covering the Festival of Arts in its own segment. But uh, before we get there, we haven't shared what we're drinking tonight. So, uh, Julie, you want to share with us what we are drinking on this evening? So this is actually something that we've that I've certainly had for maybe three or four of our podcast recordings but i think this is only the only time we've shared it well this is the second time we've shared it but it is ravenswood zinfandel and it is really really full-bodied and has a really spicy finish which is awesome um and it's a surprisingly inexpensive bottle of wine yeah like six bucks you said uh, it was like 6.99 yeah so that being said i think it's time for us to get into our Main segments of our show with our first one being This Week in Disney History. If you had it to do over again, would you do any part of it differently? Well, if I had it to do over again, uh, I think, uh, no, I don't think I would. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to be covering This Week in Disney from January 17th through the 24th. And uh, I took Julie's advice and I only took one event per day. All right, January 17th, 1922. Actress, comedian, author, and one-time game show host Betty White is born in Oak Park, Illinois, though she was raised in Los Angeles. She is best known for her television roles of Sue Ann Nibbins on The Mary Tyler Show and Rose Nyland on The Golden Girls. She's going to be 98. Yeah, fucking crazy. I said the same thing. I was like, holy shit. In 1999, she supplied the voice of uh, Hestia in Disney's animated TV series Hercules and in uh, 2010, the voice of Mrs. Claus in the short Prep and Landing Stocking Stuffer, Operation Secret Santa. White and the cast of Golden Girls, Beatrice author Rue McClanahan and Estelle Getty were awarded Honorary Disney Legend Awards in 2009. She is the voice of Bidey White, a toy tugger in 2019 Toy Story 4, and played my favorite role in Lake Placid, which debuted in 1999. And that movie, Betty White played the role of a ball-busting neighbor who liked to feed the massive gator that was eating the local cattle and residents. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. She was so good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite movie that she was in was The Proposal hmm. with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. And she plays the grandmother. And she, she's just just so wonderful in everything that she she's does. She's just a dirty old lady. I, I like l- the memes that are like, <laughs> we really need to protect this world when we're gone. For Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's going to outlive us all. January 18th, 2011. In front of an auditorium packed with local and international press... Disney executives unveiled details on a new and improved Fantasyland at Walt Disney World, which is scheduled to be completed by 2013. The biggest expansion in the history of the Magic Kingdom, planned attractions include Castle of the Beast, Princess Fairytale Hall, Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid, The Sound of the Calliope, Storybook Circus, and the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Much of the press are in town for the next day's champagne christening of the Disney Cruise Line's newest ship, The Disney Dream. And we're going to be recording very soon our first series this year on uh, the expansion of New Fantasyland being the new year. Uh, We want to cover that. And it's going to be about a six or seven part series, which I'm super excited about. I have spent months 
actually uh, doing lots of research and putting together this show. So I hope you all stay tuned for that. January 19th, 1924. Lillian Bounds from Idaho, the future wife of Walt Disney, starts working at the Disney studio in Hollywood. She will work for Disney as an ink and paint girl, making $15 a week. Lillian has been recommended by her sister's friend, who is also an employee. She has taken the job because it's within walking distance of her older sister Hazel's house, where she is currently living, and doesn't require her to spend bus fare. Isn't that cool? I love how fate works like that. Disney met his wife at Disney, and I met my wife at Disney. Yeah. Husband. So Lillian's maiden name was Bounds. Mine was Murphy. That was so much easier. Mine was Burkholzer. It still is. January 19th, 2010. 11-year-old Adam Carr of Tampa, Florida, is announced the winner of the Walt Disney Company's Mission Patch Design Challenge. The contest, a partnership between NASA and Disney, invited elementary school students to design an emblem for the 12-inch Buzz Lightyear's 468-day stay aboard the orbiting International Space Station in 2008. Adam wins a three-day, two-night vacation to Walt Disney World's resort, as well as a special tour of NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral. His design will be made into a patch and flown into space. January 20th, 1930. Buzz Aldrin, the second human to ever step foot on the moon, is born in Montclair, New Jersey. Over the years, the veteran astronaut has attended special space-related events at Disney theme parks, including the launch of Epcot's Mission Space in 2003. In 1999, he voiced himself in the Recess TV episode, Space Cadet. Aldrin is also the inspiration for Pixar's character Buzz Lightyear. Also on this uh, date, what was your mom born? Dude, a lady never tells her age. Uh, also on this date in uh, 2020, <laughs> Julie's mom was born <laughs> as a lady never gives her age. <laughs> yeah, January 20th is Julie's mama's birthday also. So happy birthday, Mama Murphy. We got her a really awesome present. Oh, I'll have to find out what it is later. Thanks. <laughs> January 21st. <laughs> what? what is happening over there? Wine's kicking in. Dude, you've been like extra Southern since you started drinking. January 21st, 2018. January 21st, 2018. A special it's sen- really cute because you think those two sounded different, but to me it was just... I'm sure. January 21st, 2018. A special send-off celebration takes place at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida for Minnie Mouse. Mickey's favorite girl is headed to California, where she will be receiving a star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame the following day on January 22nd. Her star will be unveiled at 11.30 a.m. in celebration of her 90th anniversary, a.k.a. she's an old fart. And also on January 21st, I believe it was 1956... My daddy was born, Mr. Jeffrey Burkholzer. Daddy's young. Thanks, Dad. Glad you were born. January 22nd, 1955. The Los Angeles Examiner reports that Jack Rather is building a 500-room hotel at Disneyland at a cost of $10 million. Rather signed a 99-year lease and received the right to use the name Disneyland for the hotel, which now has 1,174 rooms. After the death of Jack Rather, then Disney CEO Michael Eisner, along with Industrial Equity Pacific Limited, a subsidiary of Industrial Equity Limited of Sydney, Australia, 
acquired Rather's estate, gaining a 50-50 share of the holdings. Disney mainly wanted the acquisition of the Jack Rather Corporation to gain the right to build Disney hotels in California and pave the way for a full Disneyland resort. Not only did Disney now own the rights to the hotel, which had a direct monorail connection to Disneyland, they also now own the Spruce Goose aircraft and the Ocean Liner Queen Mary tourist attractions in Southern California. Unlike the Disneyland Hotel, these acquisitions became a money pit for Disney. Just another long story in the history of failed Disney acquisitions. In the end, this was the way Walt did things. Take risks and hopes for success, but sometimes you'll never know what you're going to get. Life is like a box of Disney parks. That's right. Or I guess life is like a box of Disney acquisitions. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you'll never know if it's a failure until you try. January 23rd, 1987. That's the year I was born. How about that? It wasn't 83. The new Mark V monorails debut at Disneyland. The Mark V monorails are the second of the Learjet-styled monorails used for Disney and are based on the design of the Bombardier Mark IVs in service at Walt Disney World. I actually just um, listened to them talk about this on the monorail when I was on it the other day. Oh, how about that? Built by Ride and Show Engineering Incorporated, the five-train Mark V monorails can carry 145 passengers. The Mark V monorail will be used until 2008, when they will be completely replaced by the Mark VII monorail. And uh, even In though Disneyland, not Disney World, Disney World still has the five. Okay. Yes. And even though Bob Gurr uh, recently last year, I believe it was, said that yes, Disney is in talks with uh, getting new monorails made. Uh, this weekend, uh, there was some video footage I saw on um, uh, Mickey Views with Braden. Uh, he did a little segment showing that during the marathon weekend, there were signs that had a image of a monorail that was not the current monorails that Disney currently owns. It was actually a completely different style created by the same company that Disney has supposedly in talks with. Yeah, they've had pictures of those monorails for quite a while so they're it's nice that, to actually see them in the parks yeah they're kind of squarey but they will not fit our tracks oh then they're not the monorails then. and they also will not fit into the contemporary resort <laughs> that's the thing the monorails have to be designed to be able to fit into the contemporary yeah all right something Maybe else let's get the mark sevens that disneyland has yeah it'd be cool they're beautiful and you can ride in the front of them still so you know that'd be another part of our talk with uh the future of fantasyland or the expansion of new fantasyland uh, January 24th, 1993, Mickey's Toontown opens in Disneyland, California. A small-scale recreation of the Mickey Mouse universe, visitors can meet the characters and visit their homes, which are constructed in a vibrant cartoon style. In inspired by Toontown from the 1988 film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the theme land features such attractions as Gadget's Go Coaster, Goofy's Bounce House, Gag Warehouse, and Jolly Trolley. So, Toontown still exists in Disneyland, and they removed the one in Disney World to make way for the circus. Yes, which we'll be getting that into our uh, talk about the expansion of New Fantasyland. Which was really sad, because the first time I went to Disney, I got to see Mickey's Toontown, and then it was gone. Well, there you go, and that is it for this week in Disney, covering January 17th until the 24th. And now it's for time for us to get into some current happenings around the Disney parks, not including the Festival of Arts, Come with on, our man. next segment, uh, To Infinity and Your Mom. To 
to infinity and your mom. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To insanity and a blonde. What do you even That's how it goes. Saying? No, that's how it goes. To immunity and respond. To indecency to and frequently. Hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's to infinity and beyond. All right, now it's time for us to get into this segment. And again, we will not be covering uh, the Festival of Arts. We're going to be doing a full segment and talk about that in our main part of the show. Uh, but now it's time for Julie to give you the ins and outs of what is happening around the world in the Disney parks. Take it away, Julie. All right, so I'm going to talk about the parks across the world because there's really not much going on there, but I do have a little something to say. So there really isn't much going on in Shanghai Disney, but... The Disney Parks blog has been featuring them lately for their Disney Parks After Dark photo ops. And I gotta say, Shanghai Disney takes some beautiful photos at night. There is one of the castle at sunset. And it the way the castle is set up, there's like a giant body of water around it. So it's kind of like the way I like taking the pictures of Spaceship Earth where the castle is reflecting on the water and it's just absolutely stunning. And then there's also a really awesome picture of the storyteller statue, which is probably one of my favorite statues of Walt and Mickey because it's a lot more casual and Mickey is standing on, they actually have this one in California Adventure too, if you ever want to see it and you don't get out to Shanghai. And they call it the storyteller statue? <coughs> yep. Nice. And he's in his like traveling cap and a sweater vest, not sweater vest, but a sweater um, with his coat over his shoulder. Oh, Mickey's yeah. Standing on a suitcase and they're just kind of chilling and it's really cute. And there's actually a picture of um, the castle lit up in the background, too. So that is a really awesome picture as well. So I'm actually I mean, aside from not having any news about Shanghai, Disney, I'm glad that Disney Parks has been featuring them in some of their after dark photos because... They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Hong Kong Disney is celebrating the Year of the Mouse. And I know they are celebrating that here as well, I believe. So is it the Year of the Rat or the Year of the Mouse? So it's the Year of the Rat, but they're celebrating it as the Year of the Mouse because... Mm. Right, with Disney and Mickey. I get Disney, it. Disney, yes. Um, but they have some fancy new decorations and Mickey has a Chinese New Year outfit that is super cute and there's a lot of merchandise around it. Mickey and Minnie. Minnie's in a cute little pink kimono and Mickey has his little celebration outfit on as well that is authentic to um, the Chinese New Year. And there is a We Love Mickey projection show that will be happening with Mickey dressed in his New Year's outfit, which is super cute. And then I guess they have a Kung Hai Fat Chow, Good Fortune Mickey, uh, actually God of Fortune Goofy, sorry, not Mickey, um, who will be taking photos as well. So I bet that is super adorable because Goofy doing anything is amazing. Yeah, and their outfits are awesome. And then from there, they also actually have some fun Valentine's Day offerings as well. So, yay, Hong Kong Disney. Nice. And then um, in Tokyo Disney, they have a coming-of-age ceremony that happened, I believe it was on the 13th, um, which is something that they celebrated. And then... 
And then there was news that the hours were changing for Tokyo Disney. So I guess they were closing at 7 p.m. for January 14th to the 29th. So if you're traveling to Tokyo Disneyland, the hours will be 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So if you were planning on staying in the parks really late, not happening until basically February. I guess it's probably like the winter months there, so... Yeah, I'm assuming the same thing. I was actually just going right now to look at... Because uh, the parks here are generally open till 8, except for Epcot that's open till 9 every night. So yeah, their highs right now like are in the 40s. So tomorrow at uh, 8, 8 p.m. tomorrow, the 17th, it's going to be 45 degrees. In Tokyo? In Tokyo, yeah. Uh, so I thought this one was really cool. The one day in Disney or one day at Disney series that they have that they have on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. And they also actually recently came out with a book. But there are a few Paris cast members that were celebrated, including I am totally going to butcher his name because I do not know French. But Manon Tessier, Ducroix, 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 I believe is the last name, um, is from the culinary team. And he is actually featured in the book as well which i mean as a pastry chef i think is insanely awesome so that is super cool and then so a lot of things are happening in disney world starting on the 17th the festival of the arts is starting which we will talk about later in the episode and broad which means that the disney on broadway is also starting because that runs through the festival of the arts as well I feel like I should probably know more of these Broadway artists better than I do, but I do not. She's Julie. I know. Uh, The Canada Far and Wide show, which has been spoken about recently, is opening on the 17th. And I am very sad that Martin Short is not the narrator, but it will be featuring Catherine O'Hara, Hera, and Eugene Levy, who is hilarious, but... I feel like might be a little too over the top. But I guess Martin Short was also over the top, too. I just like his over the topness better than Mr. Levy. Yeah, this film's supposed to be amazing. It's all shot in digital. The sound's all digital. Everything's all been updated, and I'm ready to see it. Canada's amazing, so it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, awesome Planet opens mm-hmm. in the Land Pavilion, which is awesome. Super awesome. I Planet. never got to see the recycling thing with Timon and Pumbaa. You probably not either got, never got to see the Kitchen Cabaret show either, did you? I most definitely did not. And then in France is the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which is super exciting. I can't wait. Really from the point of view of Le Fou, but cartoon Le Fou, not... Right, so initially when they talked about this, I was kind of wondering if it was going to be very similar to the Frozen sing-along at Hollywood Studios. However, I don't think that there was any live actors involved in this at all. This is all just strictly a film. So, uh, just as a heads up for those that may be expecting to see some live actors. I could be wrong. I haven't seen it yet. I've read the reviews about it, and I have seen nothing about live actors. So, no Equity Ben. I was just going to say. It would be <laughs> awesome if he was going to be in it. So, I was actually looking at videos from... Oh, I with my old phone, mm-hmm. I uh, plugged it in to check out pictures. And I was looking at videos from 2015 or 2012, whenever Amy and I went, 2013, I don't know. I think it was 2015 when we went to our first Ben show. And that man has done an amazing job losing weight. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. So kudos to Equity Ben. 
So yeah, so the one uh, film that Julie did not mention was the China one, and that's because it's not going to be uh, airing on the 17th because of some uh, just BS behind the scenes things, I guess, going on between China and Disney. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if it has to do with the politics, uh, with the tariffs, or if there are some things in the film that they didn't want to have included. Who knows? But that one, considering how much they didn't want in Star Wars, I'm sure it has to do with that. I'm sure. But but that being said, that one also, from what I understand, um, compared to the the Canada one uh, previously, they had individual screens to make up the 360, and the one in China is going to be uh, seamless. Basically, it's going to be a full like an IMAX, uh, like the Epcot experience. For those that have not been to the Epcot experience, it's a full 360 uh, screen. Well. Almost full 360 because there's an opening at the walk into so that the you room. Can get in. Yeah, but uh, within the China Pavilion, they have it set up to where that's not the case. So super excited about that because the one that they have right now that currently airs is fantastic. It's just beautiful. Um, so that yeah, there you go. And finally, the big thing that is happening on January 17th. Actually, I have two things. I'll start with the less exciting one. I mean, it's still exciting, but. <laughs> the Lunar New Year is being celebrated in Disney's California Adventure starting the 17th through February 9th. So this is actually going to be really exciting and I wish we could be there because mm-hmm. Disney's California Adventure is a magical park. But there is a really cute picture of Goofy in his little Lunar New Year celebration garments and he's so adorable. Super adorable. But yeah, so there is a Mulan Lunar New Year procession, which is like a little parade and dance situation that is happening. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some awesome food and other stuff, but we can definitely cover that in more detail on the next episode. Yeah, definitely. Once it opens up and we get a little bit more information about that. And drumroll, please. Rise of the Resistance opens in Disneyland. I still haven't written it because I'm a good wife and will not go to write on it without my husband. Yeah, because Although, I'm blacked out until the end of April. I'm getting a little impatient. Oh, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to wait because I'm not going without my kids and your kids now. Yeah, no, obviously we're not going out and you can't go anyway and <coughs> I'm not going alone. Let's see. I'm just saying, Disney, I'm getting impatient. Not you, I'm getting impatient. I'd wait forever for you. Yay. Yep, I'm super corny now that I'm in love and married. Oh, it's super cute. So I'm I'm really curious to see what, uh, how they're going to be handling the crowds because here at locally, uh, it's been here fucking here at locally here at locally at the Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM. Uh, it's been nothing but uh, say the least uh, crazy. People are showing up at four thirty in the morning. I had friends that uh, went out on Saturday, or yeah, Saturday last week. They left their house at three a.m. to drive into town. Got there at five thirty. And uh, they were actually able to ride the ride. And during the crazy because at 7 a.m. you can sign up for a boarding pass. And you get there at, what, 4 or 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning to get into the park to get to the front of the line so that you can select a boarding pass. And even if you're there at 7 a.m., your boarding pass may not be till 4.35 in the afternoon. So you've already been up since however early in the morning. And then... and. No offense, Hollywood Studios. There isn't a ton of shit to do there. No, but here's the thing. So during the holidays, because of the fucking holiday crowds, uh, Disney had several different things they had to do to make adjustments with the boarding passes. 
Uh, because of the holiday crowds, Disney had to figure out ways to manage the uh, boarding passes because there's only so many they can do. And it's also a new ride, so right now it's only at like three-quarters capacity what it could potentially be in the end. Um, so what was happening is they were letting the crowds in and not having to do the finger touch. They were just touching the bands on the turnstiles. And people were coming in and actually touching two bands, uh, their band and maybe a friend's band or two of their own, which gave them access to be able to then get two boarding passes so that overdid the system. So again, Disney had to figure things out. So Overloaded with, the system? Yeah, that too. Uh, so what they ended up doing was just basically said, fuck it. Whether you're there at 5 a.m. or 7 a.m., once the park opens at 9 or 8 or whatever time they're opening is when they were going to then let you, it was opening later, uh, let you get then get the access to Rise of Resistance. Well, they, yeah, but they 7 a.m. is the time that you can get a... I know, but I'm saying the, the park didn't open at 7 sometimes. No. But they had to adjust it to when it didn't matter if you were in line or whatever. If you were in the park when the park opened, you were able to then get the boarding pass. Then they made it to when the actual park opened. But now that the holiday crowds are over, they're now readjusting things. But what they're doing is they're saying, hey, so your boarding pass is at, say, 2 o'clock. So here's a blah, blah, blah for... But they did boarding passes for getting into the park before Disney World even opened. So they have the capability, which they'll probably do for Rise of the Resistance. Hell yeah. So some uh, other side news before we get into our Festival of the Arts. Uh, Blizzard Beach is right now closed for refurbishments. And once they are done with that, they're going to be opening Blizzard Beach and then closing uh, the... Uh, Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, thank you. And doing their refurbishments. But right now, tickets are on sale for Disney's H2O Glow Nights, which will take place between uh, 8 and 11 p.m. on select nights from May 27th to August 29th, 2020. We're gonna go! Oh, yeah, we'll go and cover it for you guys. But guests are attending the party can enter Typhoon Lagoon as early as 6 p.m. on event nights. Uh, make sure to buy your H2O Glow Nights tickets early for special doc di- for special discounted prices. Special docs counts of sixty five dollars. Fifty nine. So right now it says. Oh no, that's cast member. Sixty five dollars. I mean, that's a pass holder discount. And if you're looking to experience the Disney parks this summer, take advantage of uh, for the upgraded four park magic ticket. The upgraded four park magic ticket includes one admission to each of the Walt Disney World theme parks, with the option to add one admission to either Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. Disney's Blizzard Beach, or the NBA experience at Disney Springs for just $40 more. Uh, also, Test Track right now is currently closed for refurbishments in lieu of the long-term closing of Spaceship Earth. Make sure if you're visiting Epcot that you take a ride through the history of communication as this journey will end soon. Disney has not released an exact closure date. However, Test Track is scheduled to be closed from January 13th, 2020 until February 26th, 2020. So in our opinion... This might be a clue to when the giant golf ball will close for its two-year refurbishment. <laughs> so again, February 26th is when Test Track uh, is, or February 27th, I guess, is when it's supposed to reopen. I feel like that probably means that Spaceship Earth will be open until the 29th. Could be. And then like March 1st is when it's like Oh done. yeah, for leap year. Oh, yeah, because they do a... Oh, can we do that this year? Yeah. I'm so excited. Awesome. Also, uh, Space 2020, the new restaurant opening up at Epcot next to uh, Mission Space. I've literally never seen this. I take the monorail. It says it's, it's opening. I've you know never why? seen because the building. It is hidden I don't know what it is. Beautifully. I walked by today, uh, this evening, actually, to get video and pictures. And you cannot see it from within the park because there's a giant set of trees that are hiding it. Uh, it's also covered in go-away green. 
Uh, but from what I understand, Maybe that's why I couldn't see it because I'm colorblind. But I'm um, yeah, could be. Uh, but also, this uh, restaurant has been put on hold and postponed because of a chef that went back to Vegas, who was the initial executive chef. So I have not heard yet if Disney has actually hired a new chef to create their menu that they want. Uh, but that's basically what's been put on hold. I believe the restaurant is moving forward. I'll do it, Disney. Do you hear that? Things are getting built. And uh should be pretty interesting. But stay tuned for more about that. Because uh, supposedly from what I hear, rumors is that this is now not going to open until the winter of 2020. And I believe that is all the news that is going on within the world of Disney outside of the Festival of Arts. So tomorrow is the 17th, as we talked about all the fun things happening here in the parks and over at Disneyland as well. And here specifically, we have the main course, which is the Festival of Arts, the fourth annual Epcot Festival of the Arts. And we are both super excited to meet some of our favorite artists, as well as taste our way around the world with some culinary deliciousness. But first, we're going to talk about and share what is happening within the Festival of Arts. So I think my favorite about uh, part of the Festival of the Arts is walking through Epcot. And sometimes they do this at Disney Springs, too. But in Epcot, they have a lot of artists that are actually drawing on the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's it's painting, but how they paint them is you look from one side of it and it's probably maybe like a block long. Yeah. But when you look at it from one side, oh, they're three dimensional. They have like a spot so for you to stand phenomenal. on. Exactly. <coughs> pictures And right. I, it's just incredible. So we're going to be covering some pretty specific topics here. Uh, we have experiences. Uh, there is fun for families. We have the performing arts. We have visual arts culinary arts and merchandise and that's what's fun with the festival of arts is there's three very specific focuses which is culinary arts visual arts and performing arts and i can't wait for the pass holder drinkware oh. so let's start off first with the experiences julie so i think my favorite experience is the figment brush with the masters which is a scavenger hunt, like the Chippendale one that they did for the Festival of the Holidays and the Remy one that they do during Food and Wine. And it's Figment, so it's amazing. And I am super excited to see what the little gift is this year, and I will own one. I got to say, I'm really upset. We went for Food and Wine, and I asked for the Figment cup, and they gave me a Remy cup, and I never went back to exchange it. So now I have a Remy cup and not a Figment cup. Hmm. Well, because... Uh Julie and all the figment pins. Sorry, that's merchandise. Oh, I'm so excited. So since Julia has not ever really uh, experienced the full flavor of what is the Festival of Arts until this year with me, uh, she did not know that they had the figment paintings that were all around the World Showcase for the last three years, I actually. I think I didn't know, but I never did it. So it And I found the one in Mexico today. Yeah, so uh, Julie's talking about that. The figment brushes with the masters. Uh, that costs actually six ninety nine. And you will uh, help Figment learn about art on this scavenger hunt through the World Showcase. And then you get a prize at the very end. Um, also, they have the wonderful Walk of Colorful Cuisine, which is new this year. Sample a spectrum of delicious dishes with the reward of a colorful culinary prize. Grab a festival passport to get started and collect the complimentary completer item at the at uh, Decadent Delights. Which I'm not really sure where that's at, but we'll learn about that more. Okay, so this is like Festival of the Arts, Festival of the Holidays. You get a passport for Festival of the Arts, and you get a stamp slash sticker for every place that you visit where you try some of the food. Um, also, they have the expression section, a paint-by-number mural. Uh, this is daily from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., 
And this is the progress wall near the future world bridge. So here's my favorite thing ever, which is super exciting. They have the Animation Academy coming back, which is at 12.30 and 1.30 p.m. every day. And they were doing this in the Odyssey Center for two years ago, at least, that I know of for Festival of the Arts. But they are now doing it in the American America Gardens Theater. So I assume someone will be standing on stage. All the screens will be showing it. So that is where they do the Broadway or Disney on Broadway yeah. series, but during the day they'll be doing the arts. And actually what is really cool is, so I've done the animation experience in Rafiki's yeah. Planet Walk, and they give <coughs> you... Planet Watch. What? It's the Planet Watch. What did I call it? Walk. Watch, walk. And they give you a tablet, not a tablet, but like a art easel to draw on and the actual piece of paper and a pencil. So I assume that'll be similar to what they're doing yeah, here totally because is. you don't have desks or anything. So to they used on. to do the same thing, but they used to do it in the Odyssey building where the Epcot experience is. And now that the Epcot experience is there uh, in the Odyssey building, they are not having that there. So um, also some... Hey, rewind. So for the figment brush with the masters, one, the scavenger hunt itself is actually on a paint palette. Oh, and nice. you find figment finding each things. And then the prize is a complimentary, I guess it's not complimentary. Sorry, it doesn't say complimentary. $7. The prize is a paint bucket with a surprise inside, which Ooh. I hope is some sort of figment figure because it would be amazing. <laughs> You're so cute. Just kidding. It's a puzzle. Um, also, they have some uh, artful photo ops. Figment puzzle. Super cute. Uh, so also they have some artful photo ops, and they have a new set of photo ops. Uh, over in Future World, they have Sunflowers, uh, Cafe Terrace at Night, Vincent Van Gogh's. They're both by Van Gogh, and he is my favorite, and these are both amazing And these paintings. are just uh, basically like so excited. gigantic paintings that you can actually climb inside of and become part of the actual art yeah, itself, which is super all, cool. and they're all photo pass options as well. Correct. Um, in Mexico, they have a uh, homage of Frida Kahlo, uh, Italy, they had the Birth of Venus, and they also had the Mona Lisa and the Scream. The American Adventure, they have Washington crossing the Delaware, oh, which is h- hilarious. Uh, hilarious? And, huh? Do you get to be Washington? You can be who, anybody. That, I act like it's like freezing cold because that's what it was. Um, over in France, they had the luncheon, uh, the boating party. And the United Kingdom, they have a Peter Pan storybook. It's pretty cool. And they also have along the construction walls beautiful butterfly wings that you can take photo ops with those are not photo pass options but insanely cute and i cannot wait to take a picture with every single one of them yeah so these walls are on the way over to the land in between the imagination pavilion and uh the land itself uh there's a couple popcorn stands along the way and i actually posted on our story tonight it was kind of dark so you really couldn't see a couple of lights were not working um but they are hand painted and they're amazing uh Butterfly wings, they're fantastic. It's a brand new thing. More like Instagrammable type shit that they're doing for you guys. Um, also, the Visual Arts Experience Workshops, uh, Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 11, 15 a.m. in the World Show Place, located behind United Kingdom and Canadian Pavilions. Uh, it's $45, and you get a 15% discount if you're an ANP or a DVC member. Um, you need to contact Guest Relations, or you can call uh, over to... Uh, if you're a DVC member, you can call the 800 number to get your discounted tickets for that. 
And uh, those are ones that sell out pretty quick. And the World Showplace building is between Canada and the UK. Um, it was a temporary building that used to be back set up back in the day when they had the initial... Um, uh, is that where they host proms and stuff? Correct. Is that the building? Yeah, that's also the space where the uh, Cherry Tree Lane might be heading into potentially. And then Paint with a Disney Artist, which sounds amazing, but is almost $300. They also have that at the World Show Place. Yeah. And those are running January 18th, February 8th, 15th, and 22nd. Oh, that sounds so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the artistic marbling. So artistic marbling is actually cool because you can make scarves and napkins and handkerchiefs and all sorts of fun stuff. And it is beautiful and incredible. So they do that at the World Showcase Promenade, which is basically when you're walking from Future World into the World Showcase. They have a couple shops that do that there as well. Yeah, and that used to be over in the... Um, I can never remember the name of the fucking... I can never, ever remember the name of the damn building drives me nuts the uh next universe of energy um where body wars center yeah but it's where body it used to be body wars but that there's, there's actually a name for that building i've never known it it is uh the big orange yellow dome looks like wakanda and for those listening i know you're screaming at me what the name of that building is and i know it like the back of my hand and i just can't think of it right now it'll come and to it's me it's not like either of us have smartphones to look it up right now oh i could look it up I'm just not going to because it's going to come to me at like four in the morning and wake up in a dead sleep. It's the... So at Future World West, you can make your own candles at the Bose Signature Candles. Mm, neat. In Canada, you can design your own t-shirt at Enemy Inc., which seems pretty cool, but I'll let you know how that actually is when I see it. Nameworks in Mexico. This actually they do at the Coronado. So if you've ever stayed at the Coronado, they do this in the gift shop. But they do personalized artwork that showcase a guest's name. They were doing it somewhere else. Disney, Disney, Springs. Disney Springs. Yeah. It said Disney Springs because they have, they have the, there's an art building that used to be a retail center that used to be where the Little Miss Mismatch, Mismatch is, was. Thank God that that doesn't exist anymore because that was like the store of nightmares. That place gave me inspiration. I oh, love. is that why you don't match any of your socks? Yep, since that place, I went to work one day with no socks because they were soaking wet because I walked through 40-degree weather and soaking rain. And uh, to buy new socks. That's terrible. Oh, my God. I can't even. Uh, so, Nameworks in Mexico. Also have Spin Art. Which is brand new. Which is between Japan and Morocco. And Spin Art is super fun. So, I hope this doesn't cost anything because that's awesome. And it's basically like a Lazy Susan that spins real fast. You drop some ink and some paint and it makes a cool yeah, you little drop splatter paint and we used to do them there was somewhere where i did them where they used like um neon paint that was black light responsive so that was super cool and then cayman's art shops offers digital caricatures and transforming hand prints into illustrations i'm actually really excited to see what that is so what are they taking your hand and turning it into a fucking turkey I was thinking like hand drawings into illustrations, but now that I read it again, yes, that is exactly what they're doing. If you would like your hand prints to be made into a turkey, please visit Future World Or West. call your nearest kindergarten kid. Hey, Gavin's foot was made into a penguin. Yeah, that's that was pretty impressive. Super fucking cute. And, and that, hanging on our wall. And these are all new. So... Digital caricatures seem really lazy to me. Uh, new interactive glass art over in Germany by the Rebus Brothers 
Guests can tap into their creativity by designing their own decorative fused glass souvenir. I could tell how excited you were about that because you could not say any of those words and I loved it. So outside Germany, the pavilion there, they had a little kiosk that used to do uh, name engraving. Uh, you could buy a tiara or two. That's actually where I bought my dopey for mom. I need to buy her all the rest of the seven dwarfs. Ah. Well, now all the engraving is inside their shop. And now outside in the kiosk, they have transformed it into a magical experience where you can create your own fused glass art. Now, they're actually not fusing the glass there on property. Uh, you'll go in there, you'll pick out your designs, and then you'll have it shipped to you in the mail. And they have fun for families. So obviously the figment brush with the masters is cool for all ages. They have a green landing family play zone that closes at dusk and it actually closes earlier than dusk. So it is super cute and you get to see Wally and Eva and it's a playground and it's awesome. And when you're walking through the park towards the world showcase from future world, it is on the left right before you cross the bridge to future world. Nope. Right before you cross the bridge to the world showcase. It basically is a path that goes along towards the new bathrooms that they just opened up. There's new, yeah, that's that's where that's at. It's on the left side. It's not on the right side. The right side's of the bathrooms. Okay. Oh yeah, so the play zone is where the like they do like the cars topiary and stuff, and like like they do like the Radiator Springs thing it's by during Flower and Garden by where the fucking mouse gear is. Where West Gears used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Um, and then the kids chalk art. I assume is kids being able to draw on Future World West with some chalk. That happens from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. during the festival. Paint by numbers, obviously, because kids can paint in squares. But I'm just saying, like, don't let your kids paint a square, because if they can't paint in the lines, then you're fucking up our whole mural. Teach them. Teach your children well. That's all I'm singing, because we'll get flagged by iTunes. You get 30 whole seconds. You could just sing more. There you go. And then the Kid Caught Fun Stops and character and art greetings. So the Kid Caught Fun Stops, they're reimagining those for the Festival of the Arts. For those that don't know what the Kids Caught Fun Stops are, you can like get... Like me, that's why I glazed over it. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> basically back in the day, you used to get a uh, Duffy that was a cardboard Duffy that was on a popsicle stick. And then you go around and have your name written in a different language all around the world. And, and back in the day, when my kids were younger... Uh, and when I was younger as well, we used to get plastic uh, tokens from each country that you can collect, and they would actually attach to your uh, to your thingies. And then they started; they got rid of that. They started just uh, doing your names and signatures. And then once the World Showcase started, the Agent P experience after they got rid of the um, uh, not Lizzie McGuire. What the hell's her name? Impossible. Yeah, Impossible. Thank you so much. Uh, they started doing the Agent P one. So then they oh, turned the. So the Duffy into Perry the Platypus. It was a cardboard cutout of Perry the Platypus. How did I not know about this? I don't know, but what was fucking rad about it? It was Perry the Platypus. And they enough said. If you go online and look up Perry the Platypus Epcot, uh, you'll see people that have taken that and turned them into superheroes because it's blank and you can color them in. And all the countries have uh, markers and crayons and stuff that you can color it and stuff. It's pretty cool. But they're having one that's spiced up for the Festival of Arts. I hope it's Figment. It might be. Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be so amazing. <laughs> and then the character meet and greets are Donald in Mexico. I guess they are giving a nod to artistic style, so hopefully... Yeah, because it's the same characters that are already there. Yeah. Mulan will be in China. I haven't met her in Disney World, only in Disneyland. They used to have Mulan when she was in her warrior outfit. 
I've met her in her beautiful storytelling outfit, and it was amazing. In Germany, they will have Snow White. My favorite. That's why I'm glaring at you. In France, they will have Aurora and Belle, and in... I was going to say, in Alice, they'll have the United Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> in the United Kingdom, they'll have Alice. I wonder if Belle will have a uh, smock that's covered in paint. Who knows, dude? She had an amazing dress for Christmas, though. Holy shit. Well, that's her... Yeah. Spectacular. I didn't get to see it. How did I not get to see it? I didn't get to see it. I saw pictures online. And then there is the Disney on Broadway concert series with a bunch of Broadway artists singing. They have the concert series dining package. The participating restaurants are the Garden Grill, the Coral Reef Beer Garden, and the Rosen Crown Pub. Then they have art in performance. So they have the Epcot Living Statues. Which is amazing. Uh, like absolutely incredible. How can I, I can't stand still for 30 seconds let alone however long yeah now these used to be brilliant. in front of the fountain of nations but they have now moved to future world east because the fountain of nations doesn't exist anymore yeah boo and then there's art defying gravity please the take universe of energy anyway so they have uh, art defying gravity i was singing uh wicked but okay cool but i wasn't singing the whole song so it was super flat because i had no idea where i was coming in as far as pitch but you can enjoy the spectacle of thrilling strength acts defying gravity and imagination. Like Elphaba flying on her broom. Oh, neat. Not really, but that was another wicked reference. Visual art in performance is a high-energy onstage performance by a guest visual artist painting favorite Disney characters. In just minutes, colorful Disney images magically appear as you watch. Actually, I have seen them do this, and... It's pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, for those that are wondering, it says it's at the Showcase Plaza stage. Uh, that used to be at in front of the... That used to be in front of the... The Nation's yep. Fountain. It is now at the very end of the promenade on the water. Oh, at where, a they showcase the where they did the joy of the joy whatever of, it was. Yeah. With, and then they have the Disney Performing Arts Showcase, which is high school bands performing jazz and pop music, also on the Showcase Plaza stage. And Victor Espinola... Nice. And these are all uh, scattered throughout the day and alternating times. So when you get to Epcot, make sure you get your daily times guide for events and things that are going on with those uh, gimmicks because they are all super important. Uh, there's also a long list of visiting artists that are visiting this year. Uh, many that we have talked about that we are super excited to see. Uh, but there is a list, and you can get the list online at uh, DisneyBlog.com. We can also share it in our notes. and uh, Or also put it in the show notes for you guys. I see Noah. Yeah, Noah is definitely one of the guys we want to see. I am super excited to see all of the new figment art that's out. That's my favorite part of Festival of the Arts. And then they have artful experiences. So they have chalk art galleries, chalk full of character, and kids' chalk. So there's lots of chalk art that's happening, which is super awesome. If you have a chance to experience any of that, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's all going throughout the World Showcase, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and then they have a well like they were they were talking about the animation academy which is awesome and then uh, there is art at mouse gears 
at the Art of Disney, which is now in the American Adventure, which is really... I was actually going to bring this up because I didn't realize that they had moved the location. I was wondering what they were going to do about that because they have closed the location because they are doing remodeling of all of Innovations East. Yep. But yeah, there are also the artist tents around all of the parks. Yep. And then this is actually really cool because, I mean, visual arts, it shows where they currently have stuff going on so in mexico they have the remember me which is la celebración del dia de los muertos and then the gods of the vikings in norway it's in the small church if you haven't experienced that right by the bakery it's amazing and then china inside shanghai disney resort which we did for the first time well you've probably done it before but it was my first time Mm -hmm. when we were there and uh japan has a kawaii japan's cute culture the American Adventure has Creating Traditions, which is Innovations and Change in American Indian Art, which is super awesome. New in Morocco, they have The Race Against the Sun, which is Ancient Technique in Modern Competition. And then new in France is Tale as Old as Time, which is The Beauty and the Beast Storytelling on Stage and Screen. Hell yeah. And this they're not getting rid of uh, the, the French France film. It's just kind of an in-between uh, mm-hmm. shows. Which is the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Yeah. And then they have the Canada, which we talked about. And then China will come eventually. And the Awesome Planet and the Pixar shorts, which I still haven't gotten a chance to see in 3D. But they seem super awesome. And it's actually in 4D. Just saying. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so that's what's all... uh, Oh, what else? Uh, they just have the culinary art stuff that I'll talk about. So, yeah. So, as you can hear, there's a ton of things going on, and we're excited about it. It's also getting really late here as we record this. It is 12.21 a.m. in the morning, officially January 17th. The Woo! Let's go to Disney! <laughs> opening day of Festival of the Arts. So, now it's time for us to now cover the food that is going to be prepared for the Festival of Arts. In our next segment with What the Forky Foods. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Ah. Shoots and ladders. So I'm kind of going to go over this a little briefly. Please. So I'm going <laughs> to so let you know where they will have food, and it's from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. So Future World East has the Test Track Cool Wash, which I'm not sure if they have the Test Track Cool Wash. They because do. That section of it is blocked off now and being renovated. No, it's not. It was. It's not. The wall starts and goes behind that. I was there tonight. I walked right Did by it. Did they move it? No, it's never been. It's, there's The car wash is open. I promise it wasn't. So okay. they must have renovated that super fast so that they could open it. It's open. Because it wasn't. But And now they have taste track. Which they have. But had. they're going back to serving food again. They Anyway, um, the World Showcase Plaza near the port of entry has decadent delights. The deconstructed dish, which is one of my absolute favorites because they have a deconstructed Reuben, which is a little ring of the bread with everything else inside of it. It's super cute. I think it's dumb, but whatever. You're dumb. I like things in wraps. (laughs) Heavily constructed by... Clearly, I'm the artist of the family. Bob the Builder... Anyway, it's getting late. Shut up. So, and then they also have Pop Eats in, but so Pop Eats is really boring because they have this like cake that looks 
like the goes pop pop pop. pop. Anyway. Mexico has El Artista Ambriento. China has the Painted Panda. Germany has the Cuisine Classique. India has L'Arte de Mangiare, which is the art of eating. And then the American Adventure has the Artist Table. Japan has Goshiki. Morocco has Mosaic Canteen. France has L'Arte de Cuisine Francois. And Canada has the Masterpiece Kitchen. They also have some fun stuff going on at the Joffrey's Coffee Stands. And then some fancy drinks at Blocks and Hans. Block and Hans, Fife and Drum. And the Funnel Cake Stand. And my What the Forky food this week actually is from what they have in... I believe it's the Japanese... I believe what they have at Goshiki, which is the booth in Japan. But they have a sushi donut, which has eluded me the last three years. And I'm going to get it this year. It's basically like sushi rice made in the form of a donut draped in delicious slices of... So is it more like a frushi donut? No, no, no. no like no. It's raw fish on a donut? It's literally... Rice in the shape of a donut with sushi fish over it. I believe it's salmon, tuna, and yellowfin, maybe, but it looks amazing and I can't wait to have it and it's phenomenal. So I'm not going to say that's all you because I want to try it because I know if I say that, then you'll be like, you said it was all you, Mother Ethel, and you won't let me have any. I mean, I won't, but. Well, I'm excited that's to try it. That's going to be the one thing that I get tomorrow. So maybe I'll share it with you and maybe you'll be at work and you can't. You won't share shit. You know me so well. I do. <laughs> you'll be like, hey, by the way, I tried this. <laughs> and you'll be like. I mean, some of it's for my other podcast, One Little Spice. Try so. a picture. It's delicious. Like the gray stuff. Yeah. So a fruit of a sushi donut. Mm, interesting. So there you go, folks. We rambled and ranted and talked about all the fun things happening within the world of Disney's as well as the Festival of Arts that goes from February. S- <laughs> the Festival of Arts that goes from January 17th until February 24th, 2020. As they get prepared again, then after that ends, then they'll be ready for the Flower and Garden Festival, which is one of my favorites. So if you want to find out more details about that, go follow us on Instagram at FIA underscore Disney. Uh, we'll be posted about that very soon as we get uh, this year kicked off with some fun giveaways. Uh, we have also our Patreon page that will be coming up very soon as we get some ideas on how we can uh, offer you some special treats and some behind-the-scenes content, as well as some unedited content like this podcast episode you're listening to right now. Because uh, right now it's about two hours and one minute. You're going to want to hear this whole episode. Lots of ranting and rambling and pauses and farting and burping and cussing and telling each other to go fuck themselves. It's a, it's a lot of fun as we record these episodes. Some boobs. Yeah, some boobs, which you can't see, but you can at least hear them. <laughs> I do not think you can hear them. <laughs> Probably not. I can hear them, though. <laughs> they sound amazing. So until next time, if you guys can please leave us a review if you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever player you listen to this on. If it offers a reviewer, please do it for us because it helps us in the algorithms of all things podcasting. And if you can also share this with your friends on social media. And again, come follow us on Instagram at FYA underscore Disney 
And we're also on Facebook and Twitter at F Yeah Disney. So until next time, as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing. <laughs> I don't say this so long and like, so you believe in a thing, reach the thing. And as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way. Mortals pay a 